It's time to go into auto reverse with Tony and Matt, where we look at bands that were underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, and to some unknown. This week we're going auto reverse on the Fat Fat Band. So the Fatback Band, Tony, funk from NYC. That's uh, right. And you know, um, I will admit, and you may have to throw on a saddle and carry me this episode. I'm not as okay. I wasn't as <laughs> I wasn't as up to the up to. I didn't know them as well as I have other bands, but especially other bands in their era, specifically like Cameo and who are also from New York, and. Um, um, like the w- ones we did, uh, Shimande and Black Merida and, and those bands. Uh, but really, uh, you know, kind of a fun, I, you know, I, the way I kind of look at it, like it's funny because it's like when I started listening to them, I was more on the lines of like, this sounds like Cameo, that level of funk where it's kind of more party slash humorous, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the the playlist you put together, it, it, they're... Obviously, a little bit more than that. Yeah, that the playlist kind of shows the progression. I mean, to me, the the first couple records, Yum Yum, and try to remember the second one that I, I picked up not a couple years ago. Um, let's see if I can remember the second one. Keep on stepping. Keep on stepping. Or no, was it? Or what, might have been. Keep on stepping was. I, I have. I, here's the thing. They're confusing because they they were called the Fatback Band originally, right? They're, and then they took and then they took the band and the off and just were called Fatback. Yeah. And so the and also their discography on um, on Spotify is all over the place. It's not in any kind of chronological order. Yeah. So I know that I bought. Uh, I have. Um, Keep on stepping. I have night fever, but I'm missing other records. Yeah, um, so, uh, and so so it gets confusing. But what I do, did notice is initially when they started, and it, it it's clear they, they, uh, the the leader of the band. Uh, I think his name is uh, Bill Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, Bill, yeah, Bill Fatback Bill Curtis. Curtis. Yeah, they call him. Yeah, Fat, yeah, Bill yeah. Fatback Curtis. He he kind of wanted to. He's a drummer, right? Yeah, he's the drummer. I know. People always sleep on the drummers, man. Yeah. They you know, sometimes create something wonderful. Well, what he wanted to do was sort of replicate that sort of like jazzy funk style of the meters. And yeah. you do hear it on those early records. And Yeah, like Cold and early Cola Gang too. Like Yeah, like, like yeah. Like that yeah. where it was they were coming from a more of a and you know, um, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire too. They all yeah. those bands start from a, a predominantly Maurice White. I mean, they came from a predominantly which we did in that early episode of Earth, uh, uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire was and Cool the Gang was that they came from uh, jazz, like you're saying. Yeah, you're, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so the 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 comedy or the co- sort of comedic aspect of it. It sort of started to seep in uh, into like later rec, like hot sort of box. like yeah, like yeah, it, yeah, exactly into into uh, into um, other records, uh, mid mid period records, and and I think that the connection 
why that happened is because the key I think it was a keyboard player whose name I'm I'm spacing on right now he was simultaneously in the Fatback bands and Jimmy cast a bunch Gary Thomas Ta- was Gary I think Th- so Gary Thomas and so so they so they it, it, uh, come on when we're talking about humor uh, Jimmy cast a bunch is right on the t- yeah. up the top and it's and it's not just humor it's street yeah. It's like a street thing. Yeah. And and so they had that sophistication of the jazz arrangements and, and accomplished playing combined with that appealing party, party scene humor that made them fun and approachable to just regular folk who maybe, you know, liked jazz music or heard of jazz music, but were, they just wanted to get down and party. So... Uh, and Jimmy Casterbutch did a great job of doing that too. Although I, right. I think Jimmy Casterbutch took it a step further and created these characters, you know, like the, uh, uh, which um, I'm not sure Fatback necessarily did, but um, but so it's it's so yeah. So I guess to your point, it was that progression of the sophisticated sound on Yum Yum, especially then into a more uh, like sort of street. Dance, di- disco, right. Right. disco, kind of yeah. thing, and 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 according to what I read, they had that first single, uh, the King single Cut. Um, King Tim, King Cut, which was uh, considered the first rap song, yeah. and, and 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 predated uh, Sugar Hill Gang yeah. by like a few weeks. Yeah. So King Tim, um, the th- King Tim the Third, personality chalk. Yeah, yeah, and so. That's what's amazing about uh, bands like Fatback and even like and like Cool and the Gang and Samande and all these other, is that they had so much stuff going on, so many elements, so many influences, per, you know, uh, so many ways to suck the the uh, the listener, the dancer into their world. Um, and also uh, for me, that my introduction to them was a, was this, that song uh, I found loving. Mm-hmm. Um, which was released in like the mid seventies, but didn't actually become a hit till like the eighties. <laughs> and and so and so that's how I like kind of got to them was this sort of like delayed thing where some of their music w- would come out and sort of predated disco, sort of predated right. uh, 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 boogie, but then became like standards on a lot of like the right uh mix shows and stuff in the 80s and 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 in a a way also ref also uh helped hip-hop out too because um if you look back at their records a lot of that stuff was sampled uh like uh, i want i want to dance was sampled a million times uh that's from an early record so yeah they're they're just one of those bands like and you you may you know what you were saying about all those uh, the other bands you uh, referenced, they they had so many weapons, you know, and and a big personality uh, leading the band, and it was just like, to, you know, that's why we're doing covering them here is because they just were that that important. Yeah, and so, yeah, so yeah, and they started out in '72. The first not then started out. Their first album came out in '72, which is kind of a humorous title for a first album. Let's do it again. Um, you know, but like most bands at that time who were who were that level of musician, 
and trying to make a name for himself, like from 72 to shit, like 85, they had an album out every year. And then you had the years that you were talking about with Yum Yum, like 74, 75, 77, 79, they had two, and 80 and 81, they had two albums come out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like the year Yum Yum came out, 95 was followed up by the first commercial viable or commercial where it peaked on, it was made to the charge of Raising Hell, which I didn't even know they had, they, I, you know, the run DMC Raising Hell. This was, you mm -hmm. know, the first, you know, maybe that was, a, I, maybe run DMC, that was their ode to them a little bit. Who knows? Uh, but yeah. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Who knows? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'd, I'd There's no way that J Master J would not know of the album called Raising Hell from a New York band that played funk, you know. You know, there's no way that, you know, someone in New York would not know about the Fatback Band and their album Raising Hell, you know. Oh, I, I mean, Fatback Band are like a New York institution. Right. As a matter of fact, uh, they part of the reason why they never like crossed over bigger than they did was because they loved New York so much. That's where they uh, that's generally where they focus their uh, attention on in terms of playing, playing out live. You know, they they focused on that. And I, I think you're right. I, whether it's uh, uh, Jam Master J or whoever, who anyone that grew up in the 70s and 80s in New York, um, knew who Fatback Band what was and it probably saw them play or at least heard records of theirs on mix shows and stuff right. and but they're uh it, it you can't downplay their importance to right to uh you know R&B and hip hop it's just how, just how important they are i mean you were in the I, but you like know, you're in the 80s though like that's when you were starting to hit in the city a little bit you know the door yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, coming yeah, home yeah. coming and, home and, through the back window and shit you know yeah <laughs> but for for me it was more like listening to uh kiss fm or um, right gotcha. uh, all the like black stations on the radio Especially late at night, like you know, I can't impress more how like how important these mix shows were. Whether it was Quiet Storm or the hip hop mix shows or the reggae mix shows, um, that's where I found out about a lot of the stuff that normally wasn't on the day daytime you know daytime playlist. They would play the stuff at night. Fatback were definitely one of those bands. Roy Ayers was another one. Right, right. Like just, yeah, like, you know, uh, even Gil Scott Heron, uh, he, you know, his his days of being on the radio were over by the 80s. And and in order for me to hear about him, I had to listen to somebody play the bottle like late at night. Um, <laughs> and, and and so, so that, so that, so Fatback Band is definitely in that category of bands I heard late at night, just you know, on my way to climbing through the back window. Um, but, uh, yeah, they're just there. And, and to, th and, and a lot of these bands share that sort of jazzy element in common, um, where they started out, out as a more sophisticated jazz, you know, sort of jazz infused R and B, but then, you know, progressed or changed or morphed into a more like, you know, straight up R and B or even, you know, like disco, boogie, like I said, uh, or even like early hip hop. It's just, it's crazy. They all did it, whether it was whether it was Fatback Man or whether it was uh, Joe Batan. Yeah. They all made their way in, in in similar in a similar fashion. You know what I mean?
So, like in your mind, and it's not, I'm not really even talking about why they didn't break out, but what makes them, what about their sound to you makes them different or distinctive? Uh, because there, there is a little bit of bleeding, you know, other than certain vocal highlights, maybe even some little bit of the guitar, um, you know, I like some of Johnny King's riffs and some of the tunes he came up with because they have like a little, it's centered around an idea or a vamp or a little idea. But what do you, what about them, Fatback Band or Fatback? What about them like distinguishes them or what do you find interesting about them that you, that, that kind of separates them from the rest of the funk? I think, uh, I think it's the groove. So it's the rhythm section. So it's the drummer and the bass player. I think it's the groove, and I think uh, Mandrill shit had that as well. I think uh, Jimmy Cast a bunch had that as well. It's just the groove. It's just, and even though they changed their sound over time, the groove was always there. Right. So it's like, and that, and that's like a foundation, right? That they built everything else on top of. Um, because yeah, they're not. Why, yeah, yeah. And why people, and why people, when that shit comes on, they, they hit the dance floor like a. You know, like a Cadillac uh, uh, Coupe de Ville running a red light. You know, like just like they don't give a shit, and it's like that. And it's that. So it was the groove, and it was a sort of like a like abandon, like like just like this like energy of just like letting go completely. Right. You know what? It's funny that you say that because I I agree. But you know what? My first and like I said, I, my knowledge of them was very limited. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, Hotbox I've heard before many many times um, but like the thing that really it's like there's this tightness of like a James Brown like mm -hmm. but there's also like and the only thing I could point to and it may not be correct is like go-go music you know like the DC go-go yeah music. like yeah, that kind of yeah, like yeah. like yeah. you're right like the like the thing when you say like it when you hear go-go music it may it's like dance floor go to the dance floor you're not sitting there at the no. table you're hitting the dance floor and it does have that kind of vibe where it's high repetition which most african music has you know it's mm -hmm. based on that kind of high level of repetition that builds that allows you to get but like the fatback band has that moments where they really kind of like kind of bridge like the the tightness uh funk and soul of like j the jbs and like you know dc go-go music it just they it has that kind of like more you know uh, not soul but it just it kind of grabs you it, it it has a gravitational pull it's like a music gravitational pull to go you know, shake your head go to the body move your body so that, yeah I, I agree with you because there's like I, and I can't even imagine how great they are. They were in their heyday live with their full, with their full oh, team. Oh God! They must have been like with, insanely with the good with the percussion and everything. I mean, I I, I tend to uh, look at people, uh, two people, uh, the Godfather and the Godfather Junior. So uh, James Brown and George Clinton, <laughs> and right. I look at them and they they they're the the greatest things they are, both of them said. Uh, it's everything's on the one. Yeah. Everything's on the one, and if it's on the one, which a lot of black music is, or most of it, then that generally makes you move. And, yeah. And and that's something that that Fatback Band, Fatback had in spades. Like they were just like, no matter what style they did, and they did many, mm -hmm. it was always on the one, and it was always going to make you move. 
and that and that's the thing about them and it and they made and you you brought up the point of, of how just how prolific they were they made so many fucking albums right sometimes when i'm at the record store i'm like do i have this <laughs> you know like i did i get and, and i and you know how many times i've bought double copies of theirs just because they have so many records that i have a hard time keeping up yeah, with, that's with so which ones i have and which ones i don't and that just that that's just a testament to their to their to what they produce is that why like why <laughs> should i have to buy new shit from new artists when i could just buy fatback rec fatback records all day long <laughs> all day long same goes for jimmy cast a bunch any of those bands it's just like and 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 yeah like and you listen to them some of those records and some of them are fucking bangers all the way through right and yeah. then there's other records where it's like oh they got a couple of songs and then like five attempts at like some other like ballady kind of shit but it it doesn't matter to me like i'm i'm kind i'm in it for the the discovery aspect of it and not and no and knowing full well that it's not going to be a home run every time i pull you know pull a record out of the sleeve so yeah it, like, uh, yeah and that's and that's the beauty yeah, and I picked up a copy of uh, Raising Hell, like, oh, Jesus, mm -hmm. about three months ago. And yeah. it, it was like, and I think there were like four other copies of everything. I just like, well, Raising Hell, like, that's, I, I was, I, I, I had heard of that. And I think it was either looking at our playlist or something when we talked about because we talked about this a long time ago about doing the fast yeah we wanted we wanted to do this a long time ago uh -huh. no, we, we're so doing was, it now so so i was looking through the list and i saw it and it was like a good original it was like a good copy uh that mm -hmm. i bought but uh you're right it's like i had no idea which would have made going through the doing the playlist really difficult but you put again you put together like a really yeah it's yeah it's five hours so. I tried my best with that playlist because, like I said, everything was out of whack. Well, in, 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 ter in terms of like when it was, I guess when they got rights to post, and it's like it, you know, it's like a 1973 album with a 1995 uh, date on it, and I'm like, well, that's probably the year that they had rights to, you know. So it's just right. like it could get a little confusing, and, and like I said, there's so many records that. Uh, I mean, one day I'd like to sit down with all their LPs and just put them in order and take a mental picture of like what I have so that I can continue on my journey to acquire every yeah. single one of their records. Yeah, I think that's going to be around the time Charlie goes to college because <laughs> that sounds like it's that sounds like a lot of personal like shutting off the rest of the world. Yeah, time. but it's it's also like um, I you know I I talked about this on the show before i like to hold back a little bit on certain art on a lot of artists because it's like savoring like um like if you're eating a plate of food and you really like the green peas and you might save those for the end and so um i'm kind of like that with records like you know i'll go off on one artist for a little while and then i'll be like okay i need to take a break i'll go i'll come back to this and savor the other three records i haven't um I have an experience, so you know. And but the thing about the thing about Fatback is, it's like you could do that, or you can indulge. Uh, I, which is, a, I bought a record recently of theirs uh, while I was in New York. That is just great all the way through. It's called. Let's see if I have it here uh, for anyone out there listening. Uh, let's see. 
Oh, um, let's see if I could get this here. Here we go. Night Fever. Oh, okay. The one with the w woman in her panties, and then the, they're superimposed oh. on her l lower back and, and back. Right, uh, right, right. This. That album is great. It has yeah. kind of a cheesy cover. Super, like... Oh, stop you it. know you love that yeah show. you know whatever C cancel culture could j jump all over it but uh uh the album is good all the way through and it's like kind of like a mid midish mid beginning of their mid period and it's just it's fantastic and um you know that's what's that's what's great about them yeah it's a dance record for sure and yeah uh, you know I th you think you got like a yeah you put a i know you put a healthy like night i remember night fever um, yeah, but you put, I think you put a pretty good healthy uh, representation on that. You know, that's the thing that I kind of fight with, and it's and, it, and it's not to sidetrack the conversation, but you know, you and I talked about this. I, I like you have a good reason to uh, have a bloated record vinyl collection <laughs> because you're a yeah. you DJ, and it's good. That's to have, right. And I have you, a radio. And, I have a couple and radio you, shows. You yeah. have a radio show where you it's a point of pride to play the vinyls, which makes that experience so much better. But like for like, you know, you know, Denny Dunce myself, it's like I got, I'm in a New York apartment. I got this IKEA setup for my things. It's like, I look at the, I, you know, I was having this talk, conversation with my wife. She's like, how much more records are you gonna collect? I'm like, that's a great question because I don't know about building more shelves or just keeping the shelves I have and then like, either selling an album or giving away albums. Like I prefer to probably just give albums away to friends and just keep that same. Cause it's difficult. Cause you you know, you, you, the, the, the reasons for me are like, Oh, I can listen to this on Spotify, even though I prefer listening to things, uh, on the record player uh, through my speakers and, you know, you know, with the album in my hand and everything. So, you know, bands like Fatback Land are the, are the ones that are, you know, drive me bananas. I mean, mm. it, it, there's a lot of different kind of bananas. There's like, I need, I'd like to have three albums from this band versus I need all the early Genesis albums. You know, it's like, yeah, it's like stupid. There's certain things that you'll, 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 you'll take to the, to the, uh, to the, to the extreme there's certain bands certain records that you'll do that so i would compare you to like the mid-century modern of the of the two so you're the mid clean mid-century modern <laughs> guy and i'm oh, the double chin broken eyeglasses with records and shit and ephemera all surrounding it to the point where it's just like it, it's like in it's like i'm like the i'm like the pharaoh egyptian pharaoh who's being entombed with all his shit, you know. Uh, so I, I would look, I would look at us like that, like you're. Yeah, you're but the you have, one. but you have because you're indulged in this playland of Hermia <laughs> and vinyl. You have significantly less wrinkles on your face and gray hairs than me, who's like sitting there pondering, well, should I just keep, listen to this on Spotify or should I build an album, and, and, and incurring undue stress for no fucking reason. It's like, dude, it's it, it's good either way. You just, you know, like I was. My daughter said, well, why don't you just listen to all your records again? And by the time you're done with that, you can make a decision if you want to buy another record. And I'm like, that's a, that's a very practical, very sane way of going about this. But it, 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 it takes out about 20%, like 50% of the fun for me of, like I bought some records off Discogs yesterday. And I'm like, I, I, I already had like buyer's remorse this morning because I had to do bills. And I was mm -hmm. like, hmm. 
I could listen to both those things on, you know, Spotify or whatever, but it's it takes away from the experience of having getting it delivered, holding it in your hand and you know, having those like I don't I don't swim in nostalgia, but like the moments of hearkening back to the time holding the record when I was younger and sitting in front of the speakers with the it, with the curly headphone cord and you know uh-huh. you know and listening to shit and just being transported into that world it's like i think you know and i'll get off this really quickly it's like you know the the times of multitasking and not being able to just like look i'm listening to a record just listen to the record don't listen to the record and pay a bill and read a book and watch you know um squid game like just fucking sit there and listen to the record and just be in that moment of that so and i think that you know band like i've listened to the fatback band the all five hours of it playlist about geez at least five times because you've had it up there for a long time but it's so it's so good like putting that shit on shuffle is like i would almost tell people not to listen to it linearly in order in order rather i i'd put it on shuffle and just go through it because it just it's just like one kind of it just takes you it, my appreciation of them when i listened the first time straight through i was like oh this is cool but like it became a little bit better understanding of what you probably see in the band more when you when you put it on shuffle yeah there's like a depth to their catalog and to them and and you're right i think putting it on shuffle does a better job of expressing that depth rather than listening to it chronologically yeah. But I will tell you this, to your point about buying records or listening to them on Spotify, there is nothing pragmatic about art. Art, <laughs> no. art is not supposed to be pragmatic. It is supposed to provide joy and hope and ideas. It's yeah. not meant, it's not a spreadsheet. It's not, uh, you can't control it. It it has, it, it it's, it's, un, it's unhinged. It's, it's a wild animal. It, it just, it needs to live free. And sometimes it lives free in a physical form. Sometimes it lives free well, in a digital form. But there's no denying that getting a record hits you with a shot of serotonin. Playing the record hits you with another shot of serotonin. And I'm going to tell you this right now. How many things in your life do that? Besides oh, yeah. your kids and other things like that. Wow. It's very... It's very rare yeah. that life well, provides you with that sort of thing. And that's why we do this. Yeah, and that's it, why we talk about it. And that's why we buy records. Yeah. And that's why we don't listen to our kids when they tell us that we have too many. And why we uh, have headaches when we look at the bills and see how much we paid for them yeah. for records in, in a month. It's not a. It's, well, it's, it's not pragmatic. The, it's to the point, like, I, I and you, you know, I never... Uh, yeah, I heard, I read, heard or read this quote from Lady Gaga. She's like, "Reality is boring," and that's why I choose to kind of like that's why I choose to live in this alternative universe where it seems very yeah. impra- it seems very impractical, and it may be, but it's like it's I enjoy it. Make, it brings me more smiles in this way, and that's and that's maybe at the end of the day, like I, it's like any kind of hobby or anything that you do that you like. Life is hard, so. Like take this shit in. Well, we really got off the fatback band. I think we. I tried to keep it tethered to it, but I think I kind of lost. No, the, I, lo- I lost no, the, no. the rope to it. But um, no. just a, just a again, like a like a fun band 
great driving music, great Friday night music, or just great after work music. Sometimes I listen to it during work, but I became too distracted. But it's like mm. it's such a great band. So let us know what you think about Fatback Band. Uh, Auto Reverse POD at gmail.com or uh, uh, Facebook or Instagram. Um, if you have any suggestions on stuff, we'll you know you want us to, uh, to take over, we'll, we'll or look over. We're happy to do that because we're, dude, we love we love doing these explorations. Um, speaking of explorations, you got to plug your shows, my man, right? Oh yeah, I have a I have a. And speaking of serotonin and make and fantasizing of of, of things that are act, fantasizing that something you're doing is bigger than what you're actually doing. Mm -hmm. I have a radio show. On Fridays, uh, noon to 2 p.m. on Pacific CJMP. Time. That's Pacific Time. Pacific Time, yeah. CJMP.ca backslash listen. Uh, it's called Crowd Control. It's a weekly two-hour all-vinyl radio show. All kinds of music. Lots of artists that we discuss on Auto Reverse are also on the radio show. And then I have another radio show Saturday nights, midnight to 2 a.m. on a different radio station that's called Cortez Radio, CKTZ, or CortezRadio.ca. I don't know if it's a backslash listen, but just CortezRadio.ca. Um, and that radio show is yeah. called Tony P's Night Shift. Um, so, yeah, so, you know. Can't I go need, wrong with know, either I of need, those. I, They're both I, I excellent, need, pro I, They're excellent programs. Yeah, and I need and like like anyone else, I live in this world where music um, provides. You know, it's like Lady Gaga said, reality is boring. Why not create a world where you're the biggest DJ ever on the radio? <laughs> I don't think I could top that out. That that's the best way that I could end on that note, my man. So well, you play music, which is a totally different animal, and also involves some. Uh, imagination and yeah. fantasy. So let, let's not downplay I think, that. I, yeah, well, and I think you're, you got the tense wrong. I think it's played music. <laughs> you still play music. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. But hey, and by the way, here's a plug for you. You wrote and recorded the theme song for my second right. radio show, Tony P's Night Shift Radio Show. You wrote and recorded it, so let's not. Hey, yeah. All right, you know, my ego's going up a little. Up you, yeah, <laughs> my ego's up going a little high. Have to. All right, thank you. My <laughs> ego's feel. Yeah, this. It's got. It's got. You fed a starving ego there, Tony. So okay. Think, okay. So just a little bit. Some just, more. Just, a, just, just, just a little trisket. Just a little trisket. <laughs> all right. Until next time, my friend. All right. Peace.